Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. Good morning, Christian America. That's what we're going to talk about today as we continue our journey through the New Testament, as we continue our journey through Matthew, the book of Matthew. Today we're discussing Matthew chapter 13 and what Jesus says in parables, what he means by this statement that those who have will, begin to, will be given an abundance and those who do not have, even more will be taken from them. What does that mean for us? Let's discuss that as we focus on our journey through the New Testament, as we focus on our education, as we focus on reading scripture as, uh, as we all should. So let's get right into it. Good morning, Christian America. Good morning, Christian America. Eddie here with the Christian American Community and the Christian American T-Shirt Company. We're coming to you again on another beautiful Wednesday as we come to you every Wednesday. As we continue our journey through the New Testament, as we continue our education and, and the best, most truest education that you can, you can receive is from the holy text of our scripture. And so here on the Wednesday podcast, we come to you and we read verbatim you know, a portion, a section, a story, sometimes a chapter uh, of text verbatim to you so you can hear the words yourselves and then we'll discuss what they mean, what they mean for uh, what they meant at the time and what they mean for us now in 2019, what they mean for you individually, what they mean for your family, what they mean for your community, what they mean, uh, what they meant back then and what they mean here today. At least that's the goal as we, as we continue our journey down the New Testament and today we're going to cover Matthew chapter uh, chapter 13. We're just starting Matthew chapter 13 today. So anybody who's been following the Wednesday podcast uh, knows that Jesus has begun its ministry, his ministry, and his he's began to teach and instruct his uh, his followers on on the way of living. He's given the beatitudes. He's he, he, he's explain to them in, in detail about how to fast and how to teach and how to uh, how not to judge others but at the same time do not accept um, sinful nature right do not accept sin and to strive against sinning and and to and, and to woe to those who teach others uh, to disobey his commandments to God's commandments because those they, they will be called least in the kingdom of heaven and so we've gone through this journey already where he's where Jesus has healed plenty and he's cleansed many and he's driven out demons and he's been he, now he's being he's being pressured by the Pharisees to clarify some of his statements and they're trying to box him in uh, and it's in this context that we come across Matthew chapter 13 and if you haven't been a part of the last uh, Wednesday podcast the previous Wednesday podcast we encourage you to go back um, to the previous weeks on the on our Wednesday podcast, where we go through, uh, we've gone through all these steps and stories through Matthew up to this point, and and that way you can get a a, a fresh sense of where we are, where Jesus is at this point in time, uh, as he's continuing to teach his followers, as he's continuing to teach those around him, and uh, it, it's difficult. It's difficult for others to understand what he means uh, when he says some of these things. And, and because of that, he has to teach in parables. We've said this numerous times on the podcast, and I'll say it again, is that 
God speaks to everybody at their own level of understanding, their own uh, level of comprehension, their own language. They, you know, God speaks at, at, at both the, the, the basic and most simplest level, and he can speak at the most articulate and philosophical level, and all levels in between. And so in that context, you know, Jesus uh, teaches in this way also. And today, uh, as we get into the parable of the sower, so he, Jesus is teaching in parables. And in this passage, his followers are going to ask him why. He's going to explain to him why. But, but rather than uh, talk to you about it before we get into it, I would rather just read it to you guys. And then we can discuss uh, periodically uh, as we go through this, uh, uh, through this section uh, of Scripture. So in Matthew chapter 13 verse 1 is where we're going to start. It's the parable of the sower. And it says, That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such a large crowd gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it. While all the people stood on the shore, he then told him many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he scattered the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came up, came and ate it up. As he was, some fell on rocky places, where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they were and they withered, because they had no root. Others. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop. A hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Now, that's the first portion in which Jesus has given this parable. And he specifically ends it by saying, whoever has ears, let them hear. And he's given an example of the different seed. So if a sower, someone who's trying to plant seeds, trying to plant crops that can sustain and, uh, themselves and their family, that can, that can be uh, used year in and year out that can be uh, a sustainable source of nourishment a sustainable source of food a sustainable source of uh, of of health and he's saying that these seeds are going everywhere and some are landing on rocky places and some are landing on thin soil so it so it soaks up quick and grows fast some land among the thorns and then some land on good soil just like if God, who's the ultimate sower, he's the ultimate planter, he's the ultimate creator, and he scattered us all among the world, and some are landing on rocky places, and they, and they never grow. Some land in uh, shallow places that, that, that we, where we think that we know what's going on, and, and it turns out that we don't. Some land among thorns that get swallowed up by all the evilness around him. And then some land on good soil. And he ends it again with, whoever has ears, let them hear. And in uh, verse 10, it says the disciples came to and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? And Jesus replied, because 
The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not them. Whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. And whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. This is why I speak in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn. I would heal them. Now you see, Christ is saying that the knowledge, he says specifically, because knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, has been given to who? His followers. Those that are that believe in him, those that follow him, those that are true to him, those are that that are uh, that are loyal to him. You've been given this knowledge. What knowledge have we been given? We've been given the knowledge in Scripture. We've been given His words. He, we've been given the knowledge that we read today. Now that we've been given that knowledge, what are we going to do with it? What what good are, is going to come of it? What good are you pursuing with it? Because there are many people that, although they hear, they don't understand and they will never understand. And although they see, but they'll never perceive. Their hearts have become callous. We cannot let our hearts become callous. We have to hear God's word. We have to see his works in this world. They're here. You are here. You are one of his works. You are one of his blessings. This, this opportunity that you have to live and to do good things, to bring people together, to do good works, to, to make good communities, to make a good country, to make a good family that lives on past yourself, that's not dedicated to you, that's not loyal to you, that, that the world doesn't revolve around you, that not everything points to you, but quite the opposite, that it points to Christ. That everything that we do is for Him. Everything that we should be working towards. Sure, are you going to benefit from it? Absolutely, you're going to benefit from it. Because what benefits God always benefits everyone. You're here to use your position. You're here to use your understanding. You're here to use your knowledge. You're here to use the knowledge that Scripture brings us. What Christ says specifically here, that whoever has the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom, more will be given to you. And whoever does not have, more will be taken from them. So the more you know about God, the more you know about scripture, the more you know about Christ, the more you know about his word, the more you know about his deeds, the, know, the more you know and can conceptualize the all-powerful, ever-living, all-knowing God who has put us here to do His works and His will. The more knowledge and understanding you have of that, 
the better that you're going to be. The more abundant it's going to be, it's going to become towards you. The more you'll understand. It's a positive feedback loop that when you know Christ, you only want to know more about Christ. When you live out a Christ-filled life, a, a, a Christ-centric life, or at least if you're trying to live out a Christ-centric life, the more you do that, the more you're going to want to do that. The more abundance will be given to you. The more knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom will be given to you. Christ goes on to say, But blessed are the eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. For truly I tell you many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see but did not see it and to hear what you hear but did not hear it. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means and this is what he tells you exactly what the, the parable he just gave meant. He didn't tell the, 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 the crowd. He told his followers. He's telling us just like anyone who's not willing to read scripture, anyone who's not willing to pick up the, the biblical text and understand it and to study it and to think about it, to meditate on it, to hear it, to see it, to live it, they're not going to understand the meanings of it. They're not going to understand what, we, what us followers are doing, what we're speaking, what we're feeling. If they're not willing to walk this path, if they're not willing to, to understand or, or to, to give the scripture a chance. They don't want to look at it. They don't want to, you know, these non-believers nowadays, they don't want to even look at scripture. They don't want to hear anything about scripture. They don't want to hear, they want religion gone. They want, they want Christ out of everything and everywhere. And so they will never see and they will never hear. That's why when we hear them talk, they don't make sense. Because they, they're, they're speaking nonsense. Because if they knew the truth, they would rethink what they think they know. But, and so uh, Christ goes on to say in verse 18, listen to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it away, what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. Right away, boom, I hear the word and I'm happy. Absolutely, God is, is, is real, he's here. But since they have no root, they don't have a, a deeper understanding, they last only a short time. And when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. How many people are like that? How many people that could stand in church one day and, and, and raise their arms to, to, to Christ and sing the words, you know, our God is an awesome God. When everything's great, but when things get rough, when things get tough, when they have their trials and their tribulations, how many of them turn away from the church? How, how many of them turn away from Christ? Too many. Too many turn away from Christ. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worry of his life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. How many of us fall into this category? How many of us know people who fall into this category, who fall among, you know, who, who's, who's 
who fall among the thorns of this world. And that maybe they started off on the right track, but the, the trappings and the temptations of the world, the, the, the trappings of success and wealth, the trappings of trying to keep up with the Joneses, trying to keep up with your neighbors, the trappings of, of pride and selfishness get, get caught up. And they never look to Christ. And we hear that a lot today in 2019. We hear that a lot today from, from uh, self-help gurus and uh, you know all these overly virtuous uh, sound bites about you know being compassionate and being tolerant and, and being caring for one another, being a, being a servant leader. Where does all this come from though? comes from scripture, comes from Christ. Christ is the one who tells you to be compassionate. Christ is the one who tells you to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Christ is the one who tells you to love God with all your heart, mind, and your soul. Christ is the one who says to wash your feet as I have washed them. Christ is the one who said, I came to serve, not to be served. Scripture goes on to say that, but the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. So that covers the section that we were going to talk about today that we've seen in the passage, we've heard in the passage, Christ's word, the parable, the parable that he gave, the explanation that he also gave his followers that the crowd did not get. And we see how these words, although given 2,000 plus years ago, are so appropriate today because we know these people. We are these people. And at various times, we have been those various people. We've been amongst the unbelievers. We've been in the thorns of wealth or pride or temptations, temptations of the flesh. We've been in the thorns of envy. We've been in the, the, the thorns of selfishness. We've fallen into those traps. But it's, it's important that we understand that we have to get into the scripture. We have to get into the word of God so we can we can be laid on in, in good soil and have deep roots. Deep roots come from an understanding. They under, from the understanding of the first book in Scripture to the last book in Scripture. And the words of Christ that he was always present have a holistic understanding of us and our relationship with God, us and our relationship with one another, us and our relationship with our families and close and, and, and close relatives, and us and our relationship with strangers, both believers and unbelievers, and then that we make believers of all nations, but we do it from a place of love and compassion and understanding, not because it's the uh, the trendy thing to say or to do, but because Christ has always said that. So don't listen when people say that 
you know, the Christian American communities are the bigoted communities. The Christian American communities are the intolerant communities. The Christian American communities are the ones that, that don't listen and that are, uh, you know, big-headed and, you know, self-righteous communities. Because the Christian, because that's just not true. The Christian American communities know that we are a fallen man. Know that we are, that, that we fail constantly. But we look towards Christ to lead us out of the way. We look towards Christ to pull us out of the depths of despair. We look to Christ to, to guide us on our path to being better people, to being better individuals, to be better family members, to be better parents, to be better children, to be better uh, aunts and uncles, to be better nieces and nephews, to be better friends, to be better co-workers, to be better bosses, between, to be better employees, to being better students, to be better instructors to be better youth ministers, and so on and so on and so on. Because we can't be better. What is better? What is good? It all comes from Scripture. It all comes out of the Bible. It all comes from God. And if you follow Him and you follow His lead and you try your best, you're not going to always succeed. But when, And when you get knocked down, you get back up. That's how we live a, a more virtuous life, a more Christocentric life. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we want to remind you, if you want to contribute to the Christian American community, we don't ask for any donations. We've never asked for a donation. We will not ask for a donation, but we ask for participation. Stand strong in the full armor of God. Proclaim your faith and your love for this country by going to ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's ChristianAmericanTees.com and pick yourself up some Christian American apparel there. Tees, tanks, sweatshirts, hoodies, and various assorted other items. Uh, the the tees and the tanks and the, the tribal end tees are all you know, made in America now because they're trying to keep American dollars in the hands of Americans. And so we, anything that we can uh, that we can get made in America, that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna strive for. Also, if you want to contribute to the Christian American Dialogue, go to uh, YouTube. Go to YouTube and search the Good Morning Christian America podcast. Just search Good Morning Christian America. Uh, click on the uh, YouTube channel. And subscribe up in the upper right hand corner you'll see the subscribe button click subscribe um, you can also go to our Facebook page our our parlor page our Twitter page our Instagram page and look and search for Christian American community because that's who we are that's what you are you know, the Christian American community we put Christ first we put you know we love our country and we want to see it grow we want to we want to see it prosper and we want to see it uh, put in the right direction, turn back towards God. And we can't do that alone. We have to reach out to our friends and our families uh, to to spread that message, to spread that understanding that, you know, the only way we're going to succeed, the only way that this country succeeds is if we turn back towards God. And as we've seen over and over through, through Scripture, that that's the only path to success. It's the only method of success. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we want to rem- remind you uh, to go out there Spread God's message. Live in the right way. Tell your friends and your families and, and those around you, you know, that Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And that's the way to live. And until we see you guys on Friday when we focus on the family on the Good Morning Christian America podcast, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. And good morning, Christian America.